0: Hello and welcome to I got that one. A university challenge appreciation podcast presented by me, Tom,
1: and me, Yvonne.
0: Well, it's finally happened. Reality has caught up to our favorite show, Covid is upon University Challenge.
1: Oh, yes it is.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to uh, I got that one. And as we just said, it looks like we finally caught up to the real world. Yeah. And we've seen now, it's not super strong, so it's obviously not super recent, but we see the starts of uh, the precautions taken during COVID-19.
1: Yeah, so clear screens uh, between each of the players, earpieces.
0: Indeed. Uh, Paxman wearing his quarantine hair. He's
1: <laughs> yeah. He's very
0: clearly not been to the hairdressers in a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying it's... I thought a, it was
1: quite nice. It was actually quite, quite nice. Quite a fashionable mop.
0: Maybe he should, yeah, go for more wavy hair.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, welcome to the first of the uh, highest-scoring losers' playoffs.
0: I know, and this is generally the most exciting one we've had in a while. This was very good. Yeah, and I think it's also because the stakes are very high. Both teams have lost, so you have that kind of revanchist energy that you want to bring into here. Say, yeah. no, we, we deserve to be here mm. and we will do our best to prove it.
1: And in the, the previous matches that they were both in, they actually scored pretty close to each other. So Imperial's our previous score was 155, mm-hmm. whereas Exeter's was 145 exactly so yeah. and
0: also we have to remember uh, imperials amazing uh, recovery at the very end of their yes, first round yes, that was so remember. exciting yeah and it looks like uh, michael brought that same energy to uh, proceedings for here for
1: sure for sure even more i would say i Definitely. think it's really showing that um, it's this team's second time round mm-hmm. going and you can see the confidence is built up significantly I would say so, yeah. for sure.
0: Mm. Although, yeah, only uh, Cone buzzed in correctly.
1: Yeah, so we'll get uh, we'll get, get into to that eventually. We're getting ahead
0: of ourselves here.
1: Okay, so yeah, a great quick introductions uh, once again. So from the Imperial team, we had Wong doing maths, Marrow doing physics. Marrow, by the way, uh, fun fact is the twin of Marrow from St John's. Indeed. Wow, I think this is the first time we've had twins. I, I guess. I don't Possibly. I mean,
0: it's probably happened before, but definitely the first time I've seen it in recent uh, University Yeah, how challenge. proud their
1: parents must be.
0: That both got through to the second round, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. Although, uh, you, know, I, you know, one of them has bragging rights. Oh, we didn't have to go through uh, the best <laughs> of losers. Limited.
1: Yeah, certainly. Mario doing physics, uh, Cohen the captain doing pure maths, and Raman doing theoretical physics. I think that's the
0: most international team that I've gone through, yeah, right? Yeah, so
1: uh, two from the UK, uh, Wong from Hong Kong and Rahman from Malaysia.
0: Yes, represent, since we've had a dearth of Singaporean students.
1: Yeah, I, I was very happy to hear Rahman's accent when you were saying pataling jaya.
0: Yes, in a very fast way, which made me go, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but I understood that perfectly. I'm sure you did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so on the other side, uh, with the Exeter team, also, we- average age twenty. Yes, so Parker doing archaeology and anthropology, um, Ryden doing mechanical engineering, Gravit the captain doing English, and Williams doing physics.
0: So obviously, Exeter has a more well-rounded team, but Exeter is a proper university whereas imperial is <laughs> as in imperial is a specialized college dealing with uh, engineering yeah yeah that's so what it explains
1: the, yeah. the heavy maths and physics bias there
0: just like you know the cultural institute of art was art focused. Yeah. we had the royal institute of music
1: yeah yeah it was interesting to to hear the conferring this time because Indeed. all the participants had uh microphones yes oh, they had
0: Earpieces. He
1: had earpieces, right? So that gave a very interesting insight into the team dynamics for, for sure. the first time because I don't think I've ever heard that much conferring. I think
0: you've heard it before, but normally because. It's I, just much quieter. Or so, there'll be one person who has quite a loud voice. Yeah. And I think beforehand, only the team captain's mic will be hot meaning of will yeah, be turned on. Possibly. Whereas now, because they have to hear each other, all four mics are on all yeah, the time. Yeah. So even the more softly spoken are heard. So this is the first time we've heard Maro speak quite extensively, yeah. Raman speaking a lot, yeah, Justin and even, speaking a great deal.
1: Yeah, and even from Exeter team, yeah. uh, I remember from my notes from the, their first match, I remember Parker being a very strong player. But yes. in, in this uh, this round, we actually saw Raiden uh, conferring a lot, actually being one of the, the main people that was you know doing the conferring and feeding you know input into the final answers yeah but
0: even Williams who tracks me as you know definitely a a more reserved individual you heard him you know contributing a great deal yeah and he also buzzed a couple of times Mm -hmm. um so yeah I guess we're launching straight into it aren't we
1: yeah
0: uh I think at the top what I do want to say is that whilst I'm very happy that Imperial got through because I really like the team yeah. not at all coloured by the fact that we spoke to Michael that's got nothing to do <laughs> with nothing at all there's no favouritism but we did we did enjoy the chat Michael
1: yeah we did
0: um, but I felt like the Exeter team were a little bit more well rounded yeah because they all buzzed in yes, yes and they very definitely had some very clear strengths mm. and and you know, Imperial did very, very well. That's mm-hmm. not, not going to think against it, but they did lose points twice.
1: They lost, yeah, so 10 points um, in total.
0: Yes, and, you know, maybe they're doing the same strategy that they did last year, where we think, oh, it's entirely because of one individual, and then before we know it's a final, and they're all suddenly woken up.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, I know we usually leave the stats to bit uh, later in the episode. But it's worth um, uh, bringing it yeah, up now. Yeah, I think it's relevant to bring it up now. So from Imperial, only Korn... Buzzed in correctly. Yes. So, Cohn buzzed in a total of 10 times. He got 9 of those correct. Wong buzzed in once. Mero also buzzed in once. But they didn't get those um, answers correct. Yeah. Well, it happens. Yeah. And then on the Exeter side, uh, Parker buzzed in 5 times. Again, Parker, even from the, the first matchup, he buzzed in the most. Yeah. And then Williams buzzed in twice. Graved the captain once. Ryden buzzed in 4 times, but actually got all of those wrong. But then again, he was extremely active in the, in the bonus questions. I
0: mean, it's important to have the confidence, and at least he didn't lose points from these buzzins. Yeah. know, yeah, we all remember what happened last week mm. when uh, someone was a bit too keen with their buzzins. Yeah. I think this leads nicely into the questions themselves. Yeah. And let me tell you, they felt very challenging this time. They around.
1: were the mental gymnastics were a little bit more extreme. But this not time. just that, somewhere
0: extremely specific. Like mm. all the rotten boroughs that were removed in the eighteen thirty two Great Reform Act.
1: Rotten boroughs.
0: So a rotten borough oh, okay. <laughs> very quickly is at the time disproportionately represented in Parliament. Yeah. So one of the examples they were used was Dunwich, mm-hmm. which at the time of the Great Reform Act of eighteen thirty two was literally a hole in the ground. Mm. I think there were 50 people in the entire constituency, and they returned as many MPs as Manchester, Mm. a town of 100,000 people at the time.
1: So it was good that they were abolished by the 1832 Reform Act?
0: It's because at the time you only had seats in Parliament if your town had a royal charter. Mm. So you had all these really old towns which used to exist, but then because of people moving out or plague or... Uh, In the case of Dunwich, um, erosion, which meant that that town literally fell into the sea. There were just fewer people. Mm. But they were still considered a city, whereas newer places like Manchester and uh, towns up north were not represented because the towns were far newer. Mm. And were starting to build up because of industrialization.
1: All right, well, this is not a history podcast. You are. (laughs) It was a very interesting uh, little segue, Tom. Thank Thank you. you. Actually, there were quite a few
0: interesting history questions this time around. There were
1: plenty, yes.
0: I mean, I am a little bit biased, obviously, mm-hmm. but there were, I can not remember, at least three different interesting uh, history questions.
1: Yeah. So which ones did you like?
0: So the one we just talked about, which was a team yeah. question. Uh, we had one about important historical dates where the first two digits are doubled for the last two digits. So for example... Oh,
1: the last two digits were doubled the first two digits. So yes, for example... Yes, that was a clearer fif- way of saying what I said. <laughs> 1530 and 1734, et etc. et cetera.
0: Exactly. And it was, you know, quite interesting. And I think I only got two of them correct. Yeah. Because I I guess I forgot what the stipulation was. Yeah.
1: And I think in in these kinds of questions, maybe it sounds more difficult than it really is. Because if you have the century correct, then you can figure out the date perfectly well.
0: True. But there were some really, you know, clever trap ones. Yeah. Like the next one, which was a shared regnal number between different monarchs. I think it was, yeah, the French king at the time of the Second Crusade... An English king had signed a perpetual peace with Scotland, and the king of Scotland deposed by the Ro- the Glorious Revolution. And you think, oh, that must be you know James the Second, but actually he was James the Seventh of Scotland. Yeah. So the answer was seven. It's like, mm. ooh, that's tricksy. very tricksy. And that I really enjoyed that one because I got it wrong.
1: And and actually none of the teams got that right either.
0: Exactly because yeah. I think they fell into the same trap because yeah. you think Glorious Revolution, James, England is the one we hear about. I think that this is the best questions we've had since the match with uh, Kings London
1: you think so yeah
0: that was the other one I remember being the most fun with questions Mm.
1: yeah I quite like the one on old and middle English poetry yes that one was uh, quite good yeah and talking about you know Exeter being the more balanced team I don't know if I'd say that because um, Imperial got so many of the history, literature, music and culture questions correct as well which I found was extremely impressive
0: okay when I say balance, I mean in terms of...
1: Disciplines, what they study. People buzzing in. Ah, yeah.
0: Because if you become overly reliant on one person taking lead, then mm. if they have, you know, that one-off day, yeah, then I can uh, really suffer a little competition like we had last season. Uh, With the wang
1: from Corpus Christi. Indeed. Mm.
0: But, you know, as, as we know, uh, it, buzzing in is not everything.
1: Yeah, and it might also be that, you know, when... Uh, university is very specialized in a particular subject, they do compensate by studying very hard and researching really hard on things outside of their specializations and that might actually come as an advantage later on.
0: Oh, for sure. Mm. And you know we've talked before about the perils of over specialization yeah and if you just want to stay in your lane you spend too much time thinking about it it could
1: actually kind of kind of bite you in the rear but then in this case i think they were quite aware of their specializations and did quite a good job of balancing that
0: for sure yeah and it's very clear that uh cohn enjoys his classical music
1: for sure for sure
0: and it was good to hear him really enjoy his time answering the questions. Yeah, some
1: of these questions, Paxman hadn't, hadn't wasn't even done asking the question, and Cohen was out there buzzing. And... Okay,
0: yeah, I want to say this one will be specifically to Michael. You are a fiend, man. Yeah, I, there was one of those questions, uh, the Poincaré, uh, of the
1: Russian mathematician. Yeah.
0: By the time you'd answered, I'd not even processed the question. I couldn't
1: even process the the Russian mathematician's name, Gregory something. Gregory
0: (laughs) Perleman or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I was there in shock. Yeah, we had to replay that part three times just to figure out what the question was trying to get at.
0: It's like the famous joke about Usain Bolt, uh, how you can't. (laughs) it took me 10 seconds to watch him break the world record of under 10 seconds for the 100 meter run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, truly, truly impressive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I did enjoy the part where Paxman seemed quite offended. That uh, uh, coincided kind of derisive about the uh, yeah, Abba Yeah, but answer. I think he was just surprised that I know it, was, he was, it surprised. was something
1: as obvious as Abba. But then uh, Paxman was like, yeah, you don't have to be so dismissive. <laughs> yeah. like, I love these little moments where they interact with each other. Yeah, or... a little
0: bit of uh, humor and humanity <laughs> going on.
1: Yeah. I feel like there was a bit of that
0: going on, to be honest. Yeah. Because I think that Paxman is aware that it's been a very trying time, especially for students. Yeah,
1: he did mention that at the very beginning as well. Like, kudos to you guys for um, sticking through social distancing and all these regulations and still coming back and playing this game. So, yeah.
0: Dare I say, it, I feel like Paxman's getting softer. Oh. I remember hearing him having a bit more of a harder edge yeah. earlier on. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's age or maybe it's the um Yeah, oh, it that might in. just
1: even be the toll the pandemic has had on university students. I mean, can you imagine? It's graduating much worse at a time like this, so it might just be all of that. Well,
0: no, it's Mike Pexman said at the start of the competition that they've relaxed the rule that you can't complete your degree yeah. during the course of the program. Yes. So if you're a final year student, I think normally you're not allowed to compete.
1: Yeah. So um, Raiden from Exeter, in fact, had already graduated Yeah. Um, with mechanical engineering. So there you go.
0: So, of course, you know, some rules have to be changed or relaxed. And it, it was good to see that there was some humanity added to this because... Like we say at the end of the day, it's all humans taking part. We have to be kind. We have to be considerate.
1: Yeah. So were there Uh, any other questions that you liked?
0: I think that overall it was very good. Um, The picture around the first one, Mm. that one was very good. I I couldn't get it at all. It was... On water bodies.
1: Yes. Large bodies of
0: water which were highlighted. Yeah. And it kind of messed with me a little bit because it kept on thinking of, oh, that's a delta. Delta, That's a delta. Because... It must be a river. That's
1: one of the more obvious ones that we know of. But then there's also... um...
0: Sounds and isthmuses and gulfs. Yeah. Which, you know, very, very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, The second picture round was about uh, mockumentaries. Oh, yes. Just shows that I've not seen enough mockumentaries, because I only got the obvious one. The office. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, People forget, it started out as a very serious mockumentary uh, in the UK. Yeah,
1: and and it got me thinking as well as to the the slight bit of disadvantage that non-UK contestants would be at. For sure. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously they wouldn't have grown up around British television or, or even... Um, history and social studies, right? So that kind of, yeah, that's a bit, bit more of a gap there that you probably would have to make up for.
0: For sure. It's yeah. a bit easier nowadays because of the adventure streaming TV. Yeah. But I feel like it'll be a couple more seasons before you have someone from, say, the US or from Southeast Asia who was able to watch uh, British television regularly and get an interest in it.
1: Yeah, but not only that, but just have a deep knowledge of British history. Oh, yeah. Uh, rotten boroughs, you know, things like that. Kind of the, the strange little specificities of, of British life, such as the peer of the year.
0: Yeah, the peer of the year, but an actual <laughs> peer of society. <laughs> but I think that's what adds an element to this. You yeah. know, how the Great British Bake Off is so wonderfully British in yeah. how it does things. I like that there's these little nuggets of obscure British knowledge going on. <laughs> it's not like it's only that. There's also, you know, Russian yeah, history, of course, of South course. American.
1: I think it's it's definitely very balanced among you know, geographically speaking. But definitely some. Uh, there's always going to be something about British history or geography or television or something.
0: I mean, there's a home advantage, and, and it, yeah,
1: I mean, it's a BBC show. Of, yeah, I mean,
0: how many times have Irish counties come up in the, the first round? Um, couple of times so many times (laughs) but i think that's all for questions
1: so are we approaching our hotly anticipated best dressed segment
0: indeed but first how about a few more stats from Stat corner
1: of course so in terms of starter questions answered imperial got nine out of twelve And Exeter got 8 out of 12, so quite even. Oh yes, just that one. Mm. Wow. And considering Imperial also lost um, 10 points. Indeed, that's true. So on bonus questions answered, Imperial got uh, 16 out of 27, which is about slightly under 60%. And Exeter got 15 out of 24, so slightly over 60%. So... Mm. Yeah,
0: it's definitely just that one extra question. Uh, yeah, it just question. came down
1: to that one or two, right? It was extremely close.
0: Well, I mean, that was reflected on the final score, which mm. was, yeah, 160 to 155. Mm. Really, edge of my seat stuff.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, longest correct answer streak. Um, Imperial had five, Exeter had seven. So wow. if you looked at the stats alone, you would kind of be surprised uh, by, by the result, which Paxman himself said at the very end that he was expecting Exeter to, to make it because they were coming back quite strongly at the end.
0: Yeah, and honestly, um, I was kind of feeling that as well because yeah. they had a very strong recovery, uh, overtook at least twice. Yeah, Almost to build up a comfortable lead and then, um, you know, uh, Imperial caught back up again. Yeah, and
1: it's just a five point difference at the end. So I have to say very well played by by both teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to uh, football yeah. where you can look at the raw stats and say, oh, possession is this much, passing has been this much, actually been this much. But all it takes is, you know, one uh, mistake or one yeah. uh, lucky shot and the results tell a different story. Yeah,
1: what an exciting competition this is. I know, right?
0: Mm. Uh, Any more stats?
1: Nope. Speaking of exciting.
0: Oh yes. uh, The hotly anticipated best dress section.
1: Yeah. And I think this week is unanimous between the both of us that the best dress goes to...
0: Cone. Cone. Yes. Once again, uh, the flowery shirts are absolutely magnificent. Yeah.
1: Beautiful black shirt with lilac flowers. My goodness. Uh, Special mention also goes to Gravit's sunny yellow blouse.
0: I thought that was a very fun blouse. I love that. And, I mean, then you know, definitely did his best. I think that was a very nice um, ensemble that he was wearing.
1: Yes. But unfortunately, only one can have best dressed.
0: Exactly. Mm. Uh, so you'll have to try again next time, uh, other <laughs> members. I do want to shout out uh, University Challenge Couture one more time. Yeah. Because they were very funny and uh, referenced <laughs> a scene from... Um, Buzz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet yeah. with all the uh, transparent glass um, separators. Yeah, them
1: kind of looking at each other through uh, glass <laughs> screens.
0: I thought that was uh, very well done.
1: Very funny. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to say I
0: really hope that... I mean, unfortunately, we don't have Courtold anymore. But I would like, you know, in the second round that maybe a team decides to... Uh, really make us think harder about the best dressed because Mm. it was so much fun last season (laughs) yeah yeah where there's just look after look after look being served up yes being
1: served indeed yes
0: yeah yes that's the end of uh, this first um uh, First, best losers.
1: Uh, yes, best losers. Next week, we have one more.
0: I'm really happy that Imperial have made it through. Yeah. And I think that we can see them really uh, cause a mayhem in the second round.
1: Yeah, and hearty congratulations to Exeter for putting up a very strong fight.
0: Yes, I mean, as we were saying, the score doesn't necessarily reflect the stats. Yeah, You guys did fantastically well, and mm. you should be proud of yourselves. Mm-hmm. It just, it is what it is sometimes. Next week, we have the second of the best losers. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh versus Lineker. Oh, yes. I think that uh, it's very clear who we prefer, who we're kind of, you know, putting our horses behind for yeah, that one.
1: Yeah, but you'll have to uh, tune into next week's episodes to find out. So until then. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye
0: from me.